Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hi, friends, and welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I am welcoming another guest to the podcast today. I am interviewing Dina Barron. She is a friend and a client, and I cannot tell you how happy I am that she's going to be on this episode. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a seasoned tarot reader, teacher, speaker, and certified life coach. She weaves the concepts of intuition, imagination, and intent into her coaching, and she helps her clients navigate the sticky parts of all kinds of life transitions so they can find clarity, confidence, and courage to move forward. Now, when she's not working one-on-one, sometimes she does tarot events and private parties in the New York metro area, and courtesy of the pandemic, she also does these online. She lives in New York City with her husband, her three kids, and her adorable pandemic puppy, Rocky. And now I wanted to just kind of take a quick left turn on this. Now, that's her official bio. But when I read that, I thought, ah, this does really little to capture her in her essence. And we all do this. We put a lid on our brilliance And I want you to know, as well as I want her to know, that she is so much more than those words that we put together in a professional way. When I hear these professional ways of describing ourselves, I think of them, they're kind of watered down, right? And so this is what I want you to really know about her. She is brilliant. She is a woman who has a deep, intuitive talent and blends her masterful knowledge of tarot with coaching in a completely unique way. She is a perpetual student, and that means she is always learning, always eager, and always open to learn more about her chosen crafts. And I mean always, like I use that word and I really mean it. She has spent over 20 years developing as a masterful tarot reader And she uses her curiosity and fearless, deep love for people to empower and support them through the ups and downs of their lives. 
She has a passion for core values. She helps you understand what's important and why. Always the why. She lives her core values and her purpose in life, and she guides others to do the same. So when I think of her, these three words or phrases are what come up. Open curiosity, inspired flow, and unconditional love. So with that, I tell you, she's got some remarkable capabilities and qualities, and I am so honored to be her coach and her friend. So let's dive in. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Wow, Candy, thank you so much. That was uh, quite the introduction. That was, uh, I'm humbled. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. So let's talk about coaching to begin with. We're going to talk a little bit about coaching and a little bit about tarot today. Let's start with the coaching part because this is She Coaches Coaches. We've got lots of new coaches who come and listen. Um, tell me, why did you decide to become a coach? So my story starts as a tarot reader. So as you know, I had been reading tarot for a very long time and I was I was doing a lot of readings. I would say, you know, I've always done a lot of readings, but I would say about, you know, five years ago, I started to hear again and again from clients saying after my readings, how can I continue to work with you? What do I do next? Like, how do I sign up? And at that time, all I had was tarot as an offering. And, you know, you hear something once, you're like, hmm, you hear it a second time, you're like, well, that's interesting. And then you start hearing it again and again. And um, a, a, and at the same time, a friend of mine said to me, I have a friend who's a coach, you should talk to her. And after that conversation, very shortly afterwards, I signed up for the first course in uh, our coaching journey, which is um, for the CTI coaching journey um, fundamentals. And that was the beginning of a whole new world for me. Mm. And what excites you about coaching? Like what keeps it fresh and alive for you? Well, I feel like every client that I get to work with, and this happens in tarot too, has their own story. I look at everyone's life as a big book. And as a forever student and a lifelong learner, I am so interested in learning about what makes people tick. And I feel like each client is is a new adventure. Each client is a new opportunity to learn a new story and um, to expand my knowledge and just to create more magic. So I just love coaching because it, it affords me the opportunity to really get to know people and to, to work with them and to support them in to making the changes they really want to make in their lives. Mm, I love that. So because there's lots of new coaches that listen to these episodes and also people who are kind of thinking of becoming a coach, if you could give them one tip, what do you wish you had known before you started the journey of becoming a coach? Well, I, I feel as though um, one of the biggest things that came up for me again and again when I was both in the classes and when I was in certification was the need to stretch myself and the need to be comfortable being uncomfortable doing things that I had never done before 
and um, sometimes not doing them so well, but realizing that I would do it better the next time. So I, I feel like I would like new coaches to know if you are uncomfortable, you are exactly in the right place. Don't stop. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because I've been doing some journaling about this. And one of the things that I've really noticed is that the places where I stall my progress and self-sabotage is every time I'm unwilling to be uncomfortable, you know, like every time I kind of go, Oh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. It's just because I'm trying to avoid that one feeling, you know, and I wonder what would be possible for coaches if we could just get this, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and know that like nothing bad is going to happen. Like what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Basically nothing. Um, but we kind of, we sort of stand in our own way. So I think that that's really helpful and not just for coaches, I think for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Talk to me a little bit about tarot. It's kind of like we started with the coaching. I know that that's newer in the last few years in your journey, but tarot has been part of your life for a long, long time. How did you get started with that? Talk to me about that. Well, um, I started with tarot. So um, my story is that I have a degree in exercise physiology and I, um, I began working in first corporate fitness when I graduated from college. And then I left corporate fitness thinking that I knew better. And I went and worked at, um, in kind of like a commercial fitness situation. But what it was, was I was working at hotels. So I was working in New York city at big hotels that had gyms for both their hotel guests and also for paying members. And I realized that, um, Gyms are open, you know, they open early so people can go before work, during lunch, after work, and um, they're open on weekends. And I realized that in the commercial gym environment, I was working all the time. I was a manager, I managed the fitness department, and it seemed like I was, I was working constantly. I was working six to seven days a week. They gave me a beeper. They would beep me all the time. It was just like... I, I never seemed to stop working. And I noticed that my staff, if they had a class, um, they'd be like, I need to leave early today because you know I have a class. And people would be like, oh yeah, no problem, go, you know, kind of thing. But I remember I would come in like at 7 a.m. and I would leave work at like 8 30, 9 o'clock p.m. And they would say to me, half day. I'm like, I've been here all day. Are you kidding me? So I realized quickly, I'm like, you know what? The only way people leave here and it's kind of like, quote unquote, okay, is if they take a class. So I realized I need to get a class, but I had no desire to get a master's degree. I had no desire. Like, I, I didn't know, I didn't want to go to law school. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was leaving um, my hotel gym one day where they used to have kiosks on the street where they had like, you know, the learning annex and like just these different magazines of classes that were offered in the city. And I picked one up. I'm like, I'm going to find a class. And I paged through and there was a um, introductory to tarot class. And interestingly, um, my whole childhood, my grandmother had been interested in astrology and she would talk to me, you know, when I was a little girl about, oh, you know, 
that Leo or that Scorpio. And I would be like, what does that mean? And she would kind of give me a little bit of a very, you know, disjointed education on astrology. So I, I grew up curious about astrology. And when I paged through this magazine on that stressful evening when I was leaving and I saw this tarot class offered, I thought to myself, that's my class. Yeah. And I and love this. Like, Sorry, I have to interrupt <laughs> because I want, I want, I want, the listeners to hear that. Did you guys hear what the choice was? Should I get a law degree or should I do a tarot class? Like <laughs> that's the choice, right? <laughs> I'm so glad you chose the tarot class, right? <laughs> I am too. I am too. And it's, it's funny. And, and, and I felt like, um, like I knew instantly when I was in the class that this was something I wanted, that I, I needed to know more about. And um, it's funny, my initial teacher who taught that class, she would teach very stop and go. She would teach for six weeks and then she'd take a few months off. And then she'd teach for four weeks and take a few months off. So it was kind of like stop and go and stop and go. And I was like, listen, I'm hungry lady. I need more than just the stop and go. So I found a, a class that was offered every Monday night um, from 6 to 9 p.m. And for the next eight years, wow, I went every Monday night, you know, with the exception of like, you know, Memorial Day and Labor Day, they, 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 would, they would take like Christmas week off, but it would be like probably 48 weeks a year. And like, if anybody asked me, what are you doing on Monday night? Oh, I am never available on Monday night because that was like my temple. Yeah. And oh, my I, have to, I just have to interrupt here again. Just there's something yeah. here. So, you know, so as we think about coaches and as you think about any skill, you know, as you look to master a skill, just look at this one piece that you just talked about eight years at like, I can't multiply 48 times eight, but I can multiply eight times 50. So eight times 50 is like, 400 is that right 400 times three is 1200 hours of class time not to mention all the practice time that went along with that you know so when you talk about starting something and that you want to be a lifelong learner and you want to be masterful this is what we do but it doesn't happen overnight, right? Like you kept at it and you kept at it and you kept at it. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just think that that's so important for all of us to remember, like that's, that's how you create something of, you know, like a body of knowledge of lasting value of significance is these day-to-day -day steps like that. It's amazing. And one thing that I was very fortunate about was that my teachers, they used like the rotisserie chicken approach, which was that every year they would change how they taught the class. So I kept going back because the material was different every year. Cool. They would have like a theme and that's how they would approach the year. So it wasn't like I kept on learning the same thing every year every year it changed differently. So I feel as though that is what's made me a very versatile and very unique reader. I know a lot of arcane esoteric information that when you're learning it, you're like, how will I use this? And then all of a sudden you're like here right now, 
yeah. this is like, let me tell you what this means kind yeah. of thing. So it was very, very applicable. And um, that, and the consistency, like you said, I, I would go home and I would do the work and I would pull cards every day and I would write in a journal. And, um, and that's still part of my morning routine. And, um, and I love that. Oh, that's so cool. So I thought that we would use this time just to do something a little bit different. Like so often when I do these guest episodes, we have a great conversation and I love it, or I ask questions and then answers and all these kinds of things. But because you are a tarot reader, let's bring a little bit of tarot in. So I thought that what we could do for the listeners is each of us, you and I would draw a card. I'll get you to describe the deck. And the best part here is you have thousands and thousands and thousands of hours under you for expertise. And I have maybe five. So it's perfect. right? So we've got the complete beginner. <laughs> And the expert. No, tarot is intuitive. <laughs> so we will each draw a card from our individual decks. And this, the intent of this is a message for the listener. And so my thought is that if you've got this episode playing and you're listening, no matter if it's when the episode goes live or if it's a year or two or three years later, this message is for you. So Talk a little bit about the decks, and then we'll see what happens. So um, the deck that I'm using, and um, I believe you're using a very similar deck. Um, the um, There's a gentleman, his name was Arthur Waite. And um, the Waite deck comes from Arthur Waite. That's why they get, it's not W-A-I-T, it's W-A-I-T-E at the end of it. And um, he created this deck. It's a very traditional deck. Like there are hundreds, if not thousands of decks out there now. And I mean, they have decks that I know people, one of my close friends reads the Halloween deck because it was her birthday, Halloween. Um, they have cat decks and baseball tarot and dragon tarot. I mean, they have decks on everything. But this deck that I am using right now is a very traditional deck. It has 22 major arcana cards, which are the archetype and the more heavy hitting cards. Um, and then there are 56 minor arcana cards, which are like the more mundane day-to-day -day details. But the deck consists of 78 cards. There's one of each cards in the deck, so there are no repeaters. And um, each of the cards, in addition to having a whole host of meanings and symbolism in the card. I also encourage my students and people that I'm reading to, to, to read intuitively. Like I look at each of these cards as a mirror and everyone sees something different reflecting back at them. So I am going to give you a reading of my card based on the, um, the traditional meanings give you some keywords that are associated with it, but I'm going to also give you a little bit of what it means to me aside from that. Perfect. And, um, and I encourage you to do the same. So I don't care if you've been reading cards for five minutes or for five years, I feel as though you are intuitive and you are able to get a meaning from the card and it can be very symbolic and deep. So do not in any way, you know, <laughs> dismiss what you've got going on. And then after we pull the cards, I'm going to do something extra with you that I'll okay. share with you after. Sounds good. Okay. So 
Um, how about if I draw first and show you the card and I'll tell you what I see. So a little bit of silence. So for me, the card that I drew was the two of cups, correct? Yep, that's the okay. two of cups. Okay. And what I notice is this balance, that it's the coming together of two people, kind of cool, like a wedding ceremony. And so when I describe it, it's a man and a woman, and they're each holding a cup. Over top of them is a, what is that? It's kind of a flying lion. Well, it's a, the, the, the entire uh, thing is like a caduceus. You know, it's the symbol, like the medical symbol. It's a, yeah. it's a lion with, it's a winged lion. And then underneath it, it has the staff with these snakes laced together. Yeah. Cool. So what I notice is just that it's like a joining and that there's an equal balance here. Both cups are the same size. Both people are almost exactly the same height so that both the male and the female are equally balanced. There's also a lot of life in the card for me, just that it's a gorgeous sunny day. He's wearing a colorful outfit. I don't know what to describe it. And she is not but it's just more about balance and that there's something, there's something there for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's mine. I think that was an excellent reading on that card. Oh, thank you. So the card that I pulled. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm showing candy. It is called the Hierophant. And the Hierophant is one of the major arcana cards. And it's funny because the Hierophant is not a word that is normally in everyday language. So every time I pull this card, people say to me, what is a hierophant? And if I had to um, explain him in everyday terms, he is like the Pope. He looks like a Pope. He's wearing a triple crown. He's wearing a gorgeous robe. He's sitting on a impressive throne with um, two columns behind him and two disciples at his feet. And Whereas the Hierophant can sometimes be religious in nature, I personally do not like to bring religion, especially not into the tarot. I'm more of a spiritual person. I'm not a super religious person. So um, I might ask somebody about their religious, uh, if there's something religious happening, um, or maybe they feel religious about something. Like I feel religious about exercise and you know eating well and honoring my values. But the Hierophant to me, and this is why I love him so much, is about education. Mm -hmm. It's about learning. And each of the major arcana cards, which he is one of, has a function. And the function of this card is hearing. And I kind of equate that to also listening. And when this card comes up, and my message to your audience is that you have to listen to yourself. You have to turn inward. You have to kind of tune out the noise and get quiet and find out what it is that's the right answer for you. So it's about, and also it's about listening. You know, when we learn, we don't learn by speaking. We learn by listening. So if you don't understand a situation, if you're confused about what to do next, stop talking and do some listening. 
And I'm gonna add an extra little element to what the Hierophant is um, because um, at his feet are two mm -hmm. keys. And I feel like this is the key to knowledge. And this is also the key to self-knowledge. And to me, what this is saying is there are a lot of people in our lives that have expectations of us. And so, for example, maybe our parents, like maybe my parents wanted me to go to law school. Maybe my parents wanted me to do something different than become a tarot reader, but that was what my passion was. And they supported it. Luckily, I was very, very fortunate in their effusive support of this for me. But sometimes we deal with people in our lives that have expectations of us and we don't want to do what they want us. And that's about conforming. So the Hierophant is about conforming or not conforming. To me, the Hierophant goes rogue. The Hierophant says, I'm going to do what I am meant to do. And it's all about learning and teaching and educating yourself about what the right path is for you. And that's why he's dressed in red. He is passionate and he is pursuing That's so cool. It's amazing. So there, listener, that is the message for you today about listening to yourself about learning, about turning inward and learning for yourself. So I'm gonna add an extra little thing in. So I also read charms. So what is a charm? A charm is something that you might wear around your neck, you know, like an anchor charm or a heart or a star or anything like that. And in, I have a big teacup that I am showing candy in my Zoom window and it's filled with charms. I've got about a hundred charms in here. Oh, just a second. And I'm going to, go ahead. Yeah, I've got a screenshot of it. And I'm going to put it in the episode notes. Okay. And so I'm going to just, I, what I do with the charms is I don't look. So what you hear is me kind of like shuffling my hands around with the charms and I'm pulling out one charm and I'm going to show this charm to Candy and we are going to, uh, to do this together. Can you see this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so, so cool. Um, so how the charms work is there are three questions. So I am going to do this with candy right now. So the first question is, what is this item? The binoculars, set of binoculars. binoculars. Yes. Yes. So that's the first question. The second question is, what is the function of binoculars in the world? So like if I was from outer space and I never in my life have seen binoculars or what they do before, how would you explain them to me? Mm. So I think for me, two things, they're about vision and about focusing on something specific. So you look for that something and then you focus on it. And usually it's a little bit farther away. It's not right in front of you. It's something that's at a distance. Uh, and then the third question a coaching question. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does this relate to you? Mm. Oh, I love that. So you guys who are listening, take that question for yourself too. How it relates to me is I'm doing a lot of thinking about my long-term vision and how, how to bring more authenticity into my coaching and also 
to support people to be more authentic. And I know authentic is a bit of a buzzword and it has been for a while, but it's more about becoming more of who you can be. Like we don't necessarily understand all that we're actually capable of. Like we don't even notice it. So there's something more about that, but that's going to be something that I take away and journal about definitely about authenticity and showing up more. So more of a vision around that. Yeah. And I would encourage the readers to like, I think that what happens also, like, I, I feel like binoculars magnify something and they bring something into clearer vision and but it's important for you to make sure you're pointing the binoculars in the right place. So if you're looking in the wrong place, you may not be able to see what you're looking for. Right. So my question is, how can you be sure that you're looking in the right place or be aware of where you're looking or notice what you're looking for? So if I were to combine this with the Hierophant, it's about the hierophants about listening. The binocular is about seeing. Mm. And I feel as though don't be so concerned with what other people say and what their expectations are. It's what you see and what you hear and what you feel on the inside, that authenticity that you mentioned, mm -hmm. that's the perfect combination. Mm. And I feel as if you're going to be a coach you need to have your own answers and your own reasons why. Yeah. And, and so just to layer on that, because that's, um, is this look within, you know, really yeah. look and focus within and know that the answer is definitely within. So when you're talking about pointing the binoculars in the right direction, the direction is always inside. Yeah. That's so, so true. Great message. Very me. observant. You do, oh. You were an excellent charm reader. There you go. <laughs> awesome. So much fun. Well, so I want to just ask one more question because we've talked about coaching with you. We've talked about tarot with you. And then we had the charms bonus, which is so much fun. Um, how do you combine tarot and coaching with your clients? Well, it's funny. I very often... It's funny, if, if I start as a coaching, if someone starts as a coaching client, they very often want their whole, you know, everything done with their, with their tarot. They want to know their birth cards. They want to know their personal year card. They want to know um, kind of like just a foundation reading of like where they are. And I, very often people start with getting that, that like that whole workup done. I do usually work into my coaching, not only, you know, um, when I send a questionnaire, like, so when a new client starts with me, they get a questionnaire. And one of the things is, what is your birth date? So I can calculate what their birth cards are and, and what birth cards are, are like the lesson themes and energy. Um, there, there are cards in your deck that, that, that correspond to your birthday. And they tell me, you know, how you approach life, how you problem solve and you know, what you're meant to accomplish on this journey. So I usually start with that, but I feel as though 
doing a tarot reading and, and doing um, birth cards and personal year cards gives me a foundation for where we're working. And, and very often um, I'll pull a card for a client if we need clarity on a situation or I'll pull a charm. Um, clients love that. But I, I feel as though um, I'm always combining tarot with all of the traditional coaching skills because to me, I know that English is my first language, but tarot is really my second language. Mm. And I feel as though it, it makes me understand my clients and helps me communicate with them to give them an idea of maybe what they need and where we're heading together. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, adding tarot in with coaching is like coaching on steroids. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then adding coaching into tarot is deepening the learning, deepening the listening, you know, it's one of those cornerstones, right? So taking yeah. it even more intentionally deeper. How wonderful. This has been so great. I'm so glad that we had a chance to do this conversation. So thank you. I'm so pleased that you're here. Now, I just want to wrap up. I want to make sure that anybody who's listening says, how do I get in touch with you? How do I find out more about who you are and what you do? How would they do that? Can you share some ideas? Sure. Well, I, I am most active on my Instagram and I post every day there. I try to post a tarot card every week and I do charms and I talk about coaching. So each day is a little bit of a variation on some of the work that I do, but I feel like if I try to keep it fun, I try to keep it light and I try to keep it, you know, like here's the learning get in and get out. So I'm at Dina Barron on my Instagram page. So I would love for your listeners to follow me there. Cool. And I'll put the link to Instagram um, in the episode notes so that it's quick and easy for them to go over there. And also I'll add your website as well. If they want to just start signing up for your newsletter, learning more about tarot, just being interested in being part of your world. So thank you again so much for joining me. It's been so much fun. Thank you. It was fun for me too. Okay, everybody. So that's it for this week. I have really enjoyed this interview and I would love to hear from you. You can go to the episode notes and add a comment. Tell me what you are learning about coaching and what's possible about blending coaching with other modalities. Thanks again for joining us. And I will talk with you again next week. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.